Spooky guys and ghouls. This is an episode of Two Girls, One Ghost. Two Girls, One Ghost. We are your ghostesses. Yep, that is Corinne. And that is Sabrina. Hello. This is our second time recording this exact Encounters episode because we once thought we were haunted. Then we thought we solved our microphone equipment issue and that we were no longer haunted. And it turns out today... We are haunted again. So we recorded and I plugged the SD card into my computer and I downloaded the file and then I pressed play and it was the entire audio file, just static. And that's never happened before. And the weird thing is, is that your microphone was picking up your Yeah. Like, because I was watching it the whole time and it had the green bar. Right. Which is weird because if it were, uh, I don't know. I don't get it. Well, we are going to make you get scared tonight, today, whenever you're listening. This comes <laughs> out. i going to say we're going to make you sick. We're going to make you scared. Before. We're going to make you sick. Stick to your stomach. <laughs> With butterflies in fright. I love it. This is an Encounters episode. So you guys email us your stories and then we read them back to you and tell you your own frightening tales. But first things first, we yeah. would like to thank our Patreon donors from this past month. Our very, very special Patreon donors who make this podcast possible. So a very special thank you to our mamas and papas of the BEK, Frankie, Sim, Jen and Xander, and Margaret. And thank you to our good luck black cats. We have Jasmine, Sarah, and Alyssa. Thank you to our overactive sagers. We have Claire, Trista, Armando, Dallas, and Danielle. And we have our ill-gotten booty poppers. We have Audrey, Fabo, Dana, Christina, Corinne, Caitlin, Ignacio, Lasas, Bailey, Molly, Stephen, Bill, Sarah, Lauren, Michael, Rocco, Marina, Anthony, Jordan, Shannon, and Shannon. Thank you to our Devil's Hour Insomniacs. Ready for this? Liz, Dana, Misty, Melanie, Rebecca, Carrie, Ethan, Taylor, Christina, Carmen, Stacy, Amanda, Carrie, Bethann, Brianna, Cassie, Allison, Jamie, Michael, Sphia, Claire, Empowerment Ensemble, Yamali, Joanna, Matthew, Brian, Melinda, Sarah, Zoe, Sloan, Catherine, Jennifer, Holly, the Ghostly Gals, Anna, Alicia, Cecilia, Jessica, Jen, Jana, Jenna, Mary, Reby, Sarah, Lorraine, Noel, Oz, Madeline, Ashley, I'm going crazy, Shelby, Nikki, Jess, Emmy, Judah, Tony, Brittany, Becca, Sarah, Eve, April, Juliet, Laura, Sarah, Jen, Aaron, Amy, Kendra, Kendall, Ashley, Erica, Angel Kitty, Jennifer, Alex, Robin, Sean, Dell, Lindsay, Morgan, Cassie, Katie, Sharon, Cassifras, Jane, Sarah, Sydney, Victoria, Chelsea, Edmund, Aaliyah, Dolores, Megan, and Libby. If Corinne ever was to turn into a ghost, it, it might have just been then, and she survived. <laughs> you did it. And then thank you to our phantoms, Nicole, Morgan, Marky, Doozoinks, Tara, Sabrina, Mark, Karina, Ridicule, Liz, Podcast, Taryn, Tara, Pretty Outdoorsy, Demini, A Paranormal Chicks, Caitlin, Des, Benjamin, Natasha, Tater, 
True Crime Fan Club, Blair, Carolyn, Laura, and Peter. We are Thank you guys. very grateful for you guys. And we wanted to give back to some nonprofits in the month of October, the spooky season. Uh, so we decided we're going to give 13% of the, the money we make on Patreon to Old Dog Haven and 13% of the funds to Black Cat Rescue because we felt like these are two groups of animals that need support and love. And we always say trust your pets. So in order to trust your pets, you have to give money so that they can become pets. And be loved. These elderly dogs and these beautiful black cats. Second chances, baby. Black cats are good luck and old pets, old dogs are just as loving, if not more loving. The most caring souls in the world. Yeah. You can make best friends. So yeah, if you want to help either support us or the Old Dog Haven or Black Cat Rescue, please consider donating to our Patreon this month. We are very grateful for you guys. Um, I have – sorry, I'm moving on now. Go for it. <laughs> Enough of that. More about me. <laughs> and I'm going to read an email about me. Okay. <laughs> I was, as you know, because you already found out uh-huh. via an email, I was recognized again. I. It's crazy. I For the third time. Yeah. And it was at a brewery in Somerville, Massachusetts. Deirdre came up to me. She was amazing. She was like, hello, is your name Corinne? And I was like, yes. And then I was trying to place where I knew her and how she knew my name. And it took <laughs> me a few moments. And then I was like, wait, do you listen to the podcast? And oh she my said, gosh. yes. And so then we got to talking. And I was also like, you're making me look super cool because I was with the same people who I was recognized oh, the time before. My gosh. So I was with Kelsey and Kelsey. And I was like, guys, wait, am I cool? That's crazy now? that it happened in front of them. The first time was exciting, and I think the second time they were just like, come on. <laughs> we get it. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I want to read Deirdre's email. Okay. Hey, ladies. The highlight of my weekend was meeting Corinne at one of my favorite breweries in Somerville while on a mediocre date. Boo I hadn't dates. shaken like that since I met Nancy Kerrigan at a rest stop, <gasps> and it wasn't until that moment that I realized how much you girls mean to me. Aww. My ghost story is actually of a good friend and co-worker he was 12 years old and vacationing with his family in lake george new york and he woke in the middle of the night to see a woman sitting on the floor at the foot of the bed wearing a long dress with long sleeves very old-fashioned as he described oh my god and she was staring at him he forced himself back to sleep but the next morning his sister asked if anyone had seen the woman in the room while they were sleeping oh my god to this day they discuss it and he's still a skeptic oh my god in any case i really enjoy you ladies and i know how hard you work on this thank you deirdre Ugh. okay that's terrifying i i don't know how someone could go back to sleep after seeing Uh, a woman staring at you maybe it's just like denial or sheer terror or just not wanting to keep your eyes open maybe your body just like out of fear shuts down it's almost like it faints like it just makes you super super tired and then yeah, eventually that's true puts you to bed or it's just easier to go back to sleep because it's easier to not acknowledge or accept that yeah, a woman perhaps. is just staring at you while you sleep yeah i don't know what's worse standing or sitting because at first i was picturing her standing but it, she did say that the woman was sitting on the floor at the foot of right. the bed which i feel like is almost like she was too comfortable in her position i think i'd rather sitting because standing seems way more ominous and like you feel way more vulnerable especially if you're laying in bed and then someone's like hovering over you 
How do you get out of that situation? Well, I don't like sitting because then I, in order for them to get up, they'd have to go into a crouching position, which just immediately makes me scream. I mean, all of it makes me scream. Um, Since you talked about you, I'm going to talk about me because I have a new theory about my own personal life. And I think I'm a ghost. And that's why no one has ever seen me. People, I'm sure, see you, but I think they're just struck by your natural beauty, and so they don't approach you. (laughs) Oh, you were too nice. That's just so false. (laughs) But it's also, we have to think about the layout of our two cities. Like Boston, you walk everywhere. LA, you You Uber everywhere. everywhere. Or drive everywhere. Yeah. I think I just like selfishly want to think I'm a ghost that like coexists in this world and like makes a podcast because that'd be really cool. Well, I wonder, well, I guess we'll find out because you're coming to visit me for Halloween again. Mm-hmm. And maybe people will say that they saw me but and you me. will be with me. And if they don't see you, then that's when we oh know. Oh, my God. Right? Let's put it to the test. Okay. I have an email for you. Okay. This is from Jessica. She says, hey, ladies, I love the podcast. I've always been sensitive to the other side and I have a ton of stories. So here are a few. A doppelganger tale. My cousin and I were both about eight years old and hanging out in the kitchen. My mom, sister, aunts, uncles, cousins, and grandparents filled the house for some birthday or something. Since we were little and probably very annoying, we were told to go play somewhere. Not wanting to miss out on anything, we hopped onto the laps of my sister and my older cousin, who were 18 and 19. They were sitting in some folding chairs right outside the kitchen entryway. A few minutes went by and something caught the corner of my eye. I turned and looked down the hallway to see my sister and older cousin walking <gasps> down the hall towards us. No, 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 no. Without looking away, I grabbed my cousin's arm and she saw them too. Almost immediately, oh we jumped off the laps of my cousin and sister and begged them to look and listen to us. We frantically tried to explain. That's the right- I know. How do you know that the people you were just sitting on weren't actually the doppelgangers? Yeah. Like, it's very possible because then they 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 didn't listen. Okay, she says, they didn't listen to what we were saying, and I'm pretty sure they told us to go play outside, which means, like, maybe they were the real doppelgangers, and they were the ones being like, just go outside, ignore what you're seeing. Yeah, like, you saw nothing. Tell no one. Never Tell speak no one. of this again. I'll see you in your sleep. Okay. No, Sabrina. No. Creepy. It is too late for us I, right now recording this. Uh, she said, I just called my cousin to confirm her account of the story and she remembers it like yesterday. Creepy. So oh, now God. astral projection or parental visit. So my mom unexpectedly passed away when I was 17 years old. We had a very tumultuous re- relationship, mostly due to her alcoholism and my crazy teenage brain. Three days after she passed, I had a dream or something. In my dream, I got out of bed, walked to my bedroom door, and glanced back only to see myself still sleeping. Not thinking too much of it, I walked down the hallway towards the kitchen and made a left into another bedroom. Upon walking into the room, I saw my mother sitting on the bed. She looked different, healthier, and younger. She looked radiant. When I saw her, she slowly got up from the bed almost like she knew not to scare me. She took my hand, and we both sat on her bed. She looked into my eyes and said, I never meant for this to happen. I've always loved you and I'm sorry. I started crying in my dream, and I went to give her a big hug, and we abruptly fell through the bed, through the floor, and then landed on the first floor of the house. We both stood up like nothing had happened, and she said, I need to go now, and walked out of the door. Oh my gosh. My dad unexpectedly passed away when I was 29 years old. I was really close to my dad, but at the same time, really afraid he would visit me. So every night, I would say out loud before I fell asleep, 
Please don't visit me. I am not ready. I really do believe that it helped for about 10 months. Then it happened. My dream started with my fiance and I walking down a sidewalk path together. It was snowing with big, huge flakes, but the walkway was very clear. The air was clean and cold, and it smelled like snow. The sidewalk became a timeline with snapshots of memories of me and my dad. I immediately started looking around to see if my dad was there. It's weird to say this, but I was completely aware I was dreaming. The snapshots included he and I walking on the beach when I was looking when I was little looking for sea glass, walking in the woods to collect pine saplings for wreaths, and so on. The sidewalk led to a set of stairs. Imagine concrete stairs leading to a big city library, grand and wide. For some reason, my fiance went to the left side of the stairs and I went to the right. I started walking up as people were walking down, tons of people, like coming out of Penn Station in rush hour. I decided to grab the railing and just watch my step. I came upon a white pair of sneakers standing still. Sneakers only my father would wear. I knew before I lifted my head up that it was him. Looking up, I hugged him in an instant and I said, I didn't think you were here. He squeezed me tight and said, I'm always here. I released the hug and took a good look at him. He still had his beer belly and crazy white hair. He looked concerned for me, but he looked really healthy. I told him, I didn't want to live this life without him. And he replied while looking over to my fiance, you have a good man here and he will be with you. I was in tears at this point and just nodded my head. He grabbed my face with, with both hands and kissed me on the forehead and said, you can always find me in the woods and waves. At this moment, I became emotionally overwhelmed. I have chills. I know. And, and woke what up. a beautiful saying, too. You can always find me I in know. the woods and the waves. She became oh, uh, emotionally overwhelmed and woke up hysterically crying. This dream was the only interactive dream I've had with my mom and dad, and the others have been more memory dreams. I do have to say that when I'm outside, I feel more connected to my dad. See you on the other side in SSDGM, Jessica. Wow. She went from, I mean, let's remember, this is the same person that just emailed us about seeing doppelgangers. Yeah. And then she had these two incredible, incredible experiences. experiences with both of her parents. And both were very different. One was definitely more of an astral travel dream visitation. Right. Yeah, because she looked back and saw her body sleeping. And then she also like, it seemed like she knew her actual self knew she was going to see her mom because she walked right. directly into that room where her mom was sitting. And I love that her father too, like he did respect her timeline yeah. a bit with not showing himself right off the bat because obviously she was just not ready for it. She wasn't ready, but yeah. I, I love that he basically gave her like little moments. Like yeah. it was like almost like a scrapbook of memories. So it wasn't scary. And there were memories specific to like where he could, where he said she can find him in the woods and the waves. Oh my god, that and, should be a tattoo. If she doesn't already have it, oh, if she's a tattoo girl, she could. Oh, she should get that. That's beautiful. In the woods and the waves. Oh, I love that. Oh my god. I also just love. I mean, imagine if you are the person who dies. You're the person who passes away, and you you become a spirit in this realm. You would want. I mean. For myself, I'm speaking for myself. I would want to go see my loved ones right away and be like, I'm okay. Especially like depending on how you died, if it's unexpected, you you'd never you didn't get to have the chance to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. So to for him to respect her wishes, regardless of how much he probably wanted to see her, is just <sighs> so sweet and heartwarming and ugh. Oh man. It's just so beautiful. But then also, like, I hate doppelgangers and I hope I never see them because, like, holy shit. But, yeah. Now I just don't want to ever sit on anyone's lap because ever. is it them or is it their doppelganger? Yeah. Could you imagine? And also that was in front of so many people. It was a party. 
Yeah, and her cousin witnessed the same thing they and went through the it. same exact thing. I really think that they were sitting on the doppelganger's laps because uh, uh, <laughs> I know, I know. But her sister and cousin were like ignoring the fact that they were trying to point out that their doppelgangers yeah. were walking. I moved my position so that I wasn't near the open closet or <laughs> the mirror. But now I'm in front of the open bathroom door. Yeah, and this is this was I should not have recorded in my room tonight. No, you should cuddle in your bed. And I'm standing. So anything can reach me from under my bed and grab my ankles. Oh, but you're also in like a ready fighting position and you have a big microphone. You can hit something on the head. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. You're pumping me back up. Got you. I'm braver again. I got you, ghoul. Ghoul. You go, ghoul. I have a story. It is called The Dark Hooded Figure and it was sent to us by Sage. Okay. Hello, ladies. I just started listening to this podcast. Podcast? Weird. She didn't write that. I just said it. I just started listening to this podcast and I love it. I had to send you the story because it still scares me to this day, but I'll try to keep it short. When I was about nine years old, I had a sleepover at my neighbor's house and I'd fallen asleep and woken up to her brother walking in and trying to wake up my friend. I sat up to see what he needed and so did she. And the next thing her brother said was, it's happening again. (gasps) Confused, I asked, what's happening? And next thing I knew, my friend grabbed the flashlight next to her bed and gave it to her brother and said, flash this wherever you see him. Still sitting there, confused, I started to get scared and I hopped on the bed with them and her brother shined the flashlight in the top right corner of the room. He flashed about five more times and each time he was flashing it closer and closer to where we were before he said, I think it's gone. And at this point, I demanded answers, and it turns out her brother had frequent encounters with this dark-hooded figure with red eyes. <sighs> oh. He actually took medication for this because he wasn't sleeping. Let's just say I did not go back to sleep that night. I have a couple more stories that actually tie into this one that involve my two neighbors. Basically, a couple weeks after knowing my neighbor was haunted by this hooded figure, I had a dream that we were playing basketball outside of my house, and it was pretty foggy outside because we live near a creek. Yes, we are all still friends. That's awesome. When my friend's brother shot the ball at the hoop, the ball bounced off and onto the curb and then rolled down to the creek. In this dream, I then went to his view of things as if I were him. And I saw him grab the ball out of the puddle. And when he removed the ball, the figure was standing behind him <gasps> in the reflection of the puddle. And that's when the dream ended. No. Ah, I'm getting chills throughout this I whole story. I hate it. I hate it. When I woke up the next day, it was foggy outside. And they wanted to play basketball. And can you guess what happened next? Oh, no. Basically, my dream came to life the next day when her brother came running up from the creek and I had I knew exactly what he saw. Oh, my God. I know it might be hard to believe, but it definitely happened and was extremely freaky. And I don't know what this would be considered deja vu or some sort of premonition. Premonition. I remember telling my family and even they were freaked out by it. I think that's definitely for premonition. sure premonition. Because deja vu is like quick flashes of something. You're like, oh, in the moment, you're like, I think this has happened before. But a premonition, like she woke up remembering her dream and then it happened. Yeah. Premonition is like the opposite of deja vu. Deja vu, you're like, I think I already lived this. And then premonition is like, oh, shit, I kind of knew this would happen. I knew this was going to happen. I have one more quick one. After I was introduced to this figure, I started having more encounters. 
One vivid one I remember is that my mom used to sleep in my room with me occasionally. One, because my dad snores really loudly. <laughs> and two, because way to call out your dad. Don't tell him that you wrote this to us. And two, because we loved watching horror movies together, which was probably not the best choice or helping my case. Haha. <laughs> one night I went to bed and she was in there with me but when i woke up she wasn't there and so i went into her room to ask where she went or if maybe she just woke up early and left and she told me that she just went back to her room come to find out later in my life she left because she heard her name being called from the closet my my mother left me alone in my room to die basically and i never (laughs) forgave her for that (laughs) oh my god I knew it was true, though, because I had also heard my name being called as well. Nope. I had my dad remove the closet doors because I had a feeling that that would help me if I knew nothing was in there, and they are still removed to this day. Thank you for reading, ladies. Keep up the great work, and don't leave your kids alone in a room if you hear a freaking ghost. Sage. Holy cow. Holy cow. Holy ghost. Number one, love her mother. Every man for himself. I would do right? that. I, I don't know. I would do that too, right? Like, uh, I don't know. I don't have children, so I don't know. Uh, I do have Leia, and I would take Leia everywhere I go. So maybe I wouldn't do that. Uh, I don't. I mean, I, I don't. I, I guess I do understand. Maybe she was like, I think I'm going crazy, or maybe she was like, well, I mean, it's calling my name, not Sage's name. So like, if I leave, she'll be fine. It's focused on me. Or the ghost is calling her name to scare her to make her leave so that she can be alone with the daughter. <sighs> Also, the fact that she was like, just take off the door to my closet so that I stare into the darkness of my closet. That's the reverse of what I would do. But it's almost like nothing can hide anymore. Or now you can just see it freaking staring at you and whispering <gasps> your name in the ah, the figure of it. Oh, It's no, like, no, no, I no, just, no, no, no. part of me like wants to know what they're thinking. Like, why, why they do this? Why do you do this? I'm gonna, Is that what you're going to say the next time you see a spirit? Why? <laughs> Why? No. You know what? I'm going to throw a curveball in the game and possess a demon. Instead of a demon possessing me, I'm going to take over them and be like, Hello, meet your maker. <laughs> if the demon keeps switching into different accents and different voices, then you know it's really just Sabrina. <laughs> Sabrina has possessed just a demon inside of your Testing closet. out all the different... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would First be First ever fun. voice actor. Demon Sabrina. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I have a story. We should start. I'm going to start a drinking game. Oh, what is Every it? Every time Sabrina does a demon voice, you have to take a drink. Take a shot. How about that? Let's get drunk. Oh, my God. No, I don't want people to die. I don't do it that much. I mean, if you're listening, <laughs> if you're binge listening to like every episode, then yeah. Okay. I have one more story. This is from Dar. She says, Hey, ladies. Greetings from Southeast Asia. My name is Dar. I was born and raised here, but I also spent about 15 years in the, in the USA after I married my childhood sweetheart, who's an American boy who grew up in my country. That's so cute. An American boy. We returned to Asia 10 years ago, and we currently live in Malaysia with our four teenagers. I grew up in a Christian family, and like most Asians, I've always been aware of the spiritual world. Can I we just pause for a second uh-huh. and take in the fact that they have four teenagers? Um. No, I moved past that because that gave me nightmares. God bless these people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least they're not all – I mean, I'm sure they were at a point, but they've gotten past the point where they're all in diapers. Can yeah. You imagine? Teenagers are way worse. I know, but like – I'd rather have four babies than four maniacs. <laughs> all teenagers are maniacs. 
<laughs> quotes from two girls, one ghost. Uh, okay. Uh, I don't believe in ghosts, human souls that remain here after death, but I do wonder if cracks in our time and space dimension are the cause for echoes that appear as history repeating itself in some ghostly way. That being said, I am no scientist. So I've had some experiences with evil in my childhood and I've lived in a haunted house. Ha- I've lived in haunted houses before, but most of my own memories are uncomfortably vague, so I don't really have much to share personally. But I do want to share one story that happened to my sister-in-law, which I will never forget. Before I tell the story, I just want to say the fact that her evil memories are vague is terrifying. Yeah. But also, like, maybe for the best that you don't remember. I know. I was kind of like, well, maybe it was so scarring. It's like one of those things where you're just like, you try to forget about it, and then eventually time... You kind of gain them back. Oh, right. Listening to our podcast reawakes, reawakens those memories. <laughs> okay. My older brother and his wife married when I was in grade school. And at the time, my parents had a business office in a residential neighborhood. And my family lived in the attached apartment behind the office front. Maybe a year later, my family moved to a proper bungalow home, which was way more haunted, by the way. And my brother and his wife stayed in the apartment behind the office. It was the weekend and the office was empty. My sister-in-law, we'll call her Lucy, was alone in the apartment while my brother Phil was away. Like most young couples, they didn't have a lot, so their bed was just a mattress on the floor, and Lucy was taking an afternoon nap when she slowly awoke to an awareness that someone was in the room with her. She turned her head and saw Phil. He was lying on his side next to her with his head propped up on one elbow. She said something like, hey, you're back. He didn't reply. He was just gazing at her. Lucy said that she was going to say something else because he was acting odd, but then a series of thoughts ran through her head much faster than spoken word. How did she miss hearing him return? Wait, she has the keys to the front gate padlocks. Burglary is common where we live, so she had to lock Phil out when he left. How did he get back on the property? And she deadbolted the apartment doors. How did he enter the apartment without her assistance? Holy shit. As these thoughts rushed through her mind, Lucy said that Phil, who was still propped up on one elbow, began to slowly, slowly smile this big, weird grin. (laughs) He began to lean in close to her and his eyes were turning red. She began to pray under her breath over and over. In the name of my Lord Jesus, go away. In the name of my Lord Jesus, go away. In the name of my Lord Jesus, go away. And as she did, Phil literally melted away like an illusion, and she found herself alone in the room. Lucy was thoroughly freaked. She rushed out of the apartment, and she waited on the office's front porch until her husband, the real Phil, returned. As a grade school kid, I was absolutely horrified by this tale, and I wondered how my sister-in-law could ever be tr- ever trust being with my brother alone again after that happened. In my opinion, one encounter with an evil doppelganger would have been sufficient enough to ruin my relationship with the real person. But... My brother is one of the most quiet gentlemen I know, and the doppelganger never appeared again, so I'm quite thankful that my sister-in-law is made of stronger stuff than me. Well, that's my story. Thanks for your podcast. I listened to several podcasts, but I've never written or submitted a story before. Your friendly and informal podcasting style made it easy for me to decide to write to you. So thank you, Dar. Wow. (laughs) You look a little frazzled over there. I am a little frazzled because I'm picturing how vulnerable you are when you're laying down and have something else laying down yeah a foot away from you where it can reach out and easily touch you and just smile a big ass grin no 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 no. that encounter took way too much time up out of her night i don't like it no it's horrible it's i i mean she dar makes a good point like if if i saw nick's evil doppelganger and it laid on my bed and did that grin to me i would never be able to look at nick the same way 
No, and every time you wake up and you turn around and you think that it's him, you might not. You might never trust that it actually is. Like, in his face turns. What would you do? What would you do if you woke up to a doppelganger laying next to you? I would just melt into the ground. I feel like you you would punch them. From fear. You would totally punch them in the face. (gasps) Oh, no, but what if... What if your hand like goes through their face and they just like keep grinning at you bigger and bigger? Oh, no. I don't even want to think about it. I don't. It's like I, I don't. I want to be in bed to be comfortable, but I'm going to think about this story all night. I'm just going to. Yeah. I'm going to sleep standing up tonight like a horse. I'm going to grill Nick when I get home and be like, okay, what's my birthday? What was the name of my first few that's heads? The, that's the question. What's my birthday? Because the real Nick wouldn't know. So if he knows. <laughs> what's our anniversary? <laughs> really asking the tough questions. <laughs> I'm going to ask What him, month like, was I born in? <laughs> like the bank security questions. It's like, what's my favorite activity? Or what's my favorite snow activity? So I was like, what? <laughs> oh, man. I just gave you my answer for my bank. <laughs> Yeah, you're going to have to change that. <laughs> okay, uh, it what do you of, have? I think it was like Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon. I think it was Jimmy Kimmel. Where they go out on the streets and they have someone ask what people's passwords are. And basically yeah. people just give out their passwords. It's like, oh, what's your password? And someone will be like, oh, it's my pet. And they're like, oh, that's really cool. Oh, my God. But what's then, your like- pet's name? And then they'll be like, it's Rufus. And then they're like, so your password's Rufus? And then they're like, uh shit (laughs) it's so good oh god okay this is called spooky stories by fallon we love spooky stories hello corinne and sabrina i would like to start by saying i love your podcast i have never been a listening kind of gal till i stumbled across you guys on spotify back in february i truly value your pod since i grew up in an extremely in extremely haunted homes within a family full of spirits spooky it is hard for me to find a place to start but i guess it would have to be about my hometown of decatur 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 illinois My uncle Skip owns a local theater, the Avon. I will link you their website so that you get all of the ghost stories that we share publicly. Some other stories are just too much to share. We've always had weird occurrences, our electronics having a mind of their own, and the creepy feeling when you are all alone in the theater as if someone's watching you. Oh, God. Well, it turns out they are. The Avon built an addition to their theater in the early 2000s called the Twin Theater. And long ago, this building used to be a JCPenney department store. No way. (laughs) Not like an asylum or anything. It's (laughs) JCPenney. Not your typical ghost story. As the story goes, one evening, the shop clerks were closing the JCPenney store for the night when they found a woman who appeared to be lost in a white gown. The clerks approached her and told her that the store was closing, to which she gave no response. And they told her again and again until they decided to call the police. And as soon as they turned their backs, the woman disappeared. This Ah. is when they realized something funky was going on. To this day, we still see the woman appear in the projection room as if she's watching the new movies or maybe protecting the audience. Oh, that's sweet. Oh, my God. She's yeah. like censoring. She's like anytime like, a scary movie is playing and you um, the scary monster comes out, she like puts her hand in front of the projector. Or like a naked butt. 
No one too is. Scandalous. Yeah. Too scandalous. Too risky. Too scandalous. You're too young. I was thinking more like of other maybe negative spirits that are around. Ooh, I like she that. She protects, protects the, the nice family movie theater, you know? I just wonder who she is, like, and how, how – maybe she just wants to be in – she wanted to be in a mall because that's a great place to be in the afterlife. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe she goes into the changing rooms, the fitting rooms right next to people, and people <gasps> don't even know that there's a ghost literally a foot away. Or they do, and they're changing, they're, like, admiring their bod in this, like, sexy dress, and then all of a sudden behind them there's a woman in white, and she's like, you go, ghoul, you do it, you, like, you buy that dress. <laughs> What's scarier than your made-up scenario is the fact that you think anyone sees themselves in department <laughs> store lighting and thinks, I look sexy. I will say TJ Maxx has the best lighting in their store, and they're doing it right because every time I go there, I try something on. I'm like, oh, my God, I have to buy this. And then I go home, and I try it on in my regular mirrors, and I'm like, I looked so much better in the TJ Maxx dressing room. It's the only store that's like that. Well, good for them. I guess I need to go shopping there. <laughs> Another story from the Avon comes from my uncle Skip. One day, he went upstairs to the storage room that contained the marquee letters to get the proper cards for whatever new movie was showing that weekend. Upon entering the storage room, he came across a man, more specifically, the original owner of the Avon, who had died years no ago. No way. He was fumbling through the letters, and my uncle asked what he was doing, only for him to look up and say, Who are you? And then disappear right in front of him. Oh, my gosh. He's still that, working. And it almost reminds me of like a glitch in the Matrix. Like in another timeline, he is still working and living. Right. And just for a brief second. Poof, bloop. As a child, I always looked up onto the balcony during movies and I would see people in early 1990s clothing watching. And it wasn't until I was older that I understood that these people were, in fact, ghosts. Strange things happen often, but we let the spirits that hang around know that they are welcome so long as they behave and are kind. My final story still involves my Uncle Skip. In Decatur, a local family wanted to build an Italian restaurant called Tuscany, and my uncle begged the city planners to not allow for them to dig into the ground because he just knew that it was an ancient Native American what? burial ground. Everyone in town laughed and joked that he must have been nuts. And they started digging. And up came the skeletons of hundreds and hundreds of Native Americans. No way. I wonder if a Native American spirit planted that knowledge into Uncle Skip's mind so that he would try to stop it. I was wondering, like, I wonder how he knew, but that would make sense. Right? Yeah. That's so To just crazy. have that feeling like, no, I just know. I just know that there's stuff here. Like, how do you just know? Right. And I, I I, mean, as much as we're like, we need to believe people about ghost stories and stuff. If someone came up to you and said, you can't build a house there because there are dead bodies there. I'd be like, you're a murderer and you buried your bodies here and you don't want me to find them. Really? I would be like, oh, sweet. We need to look this up. <laughs> Let's get a, like, detector machine thing to look into the ground. Um, also, another thought, afterthought. Yeah. What if Uncle Skip is reincarnated and he was one of the Native Americans? Oh, my God. And in a past life came through and was like, you need to know. Yeah. It's Whoa. possible. Thanks for reading and feel free to share whenever you may, Fallon. Wow. Fallon's family has a lot of interesting experiences with the paranormal 
I love that it's at their like family theater, you know, like mm-hmm. they just go to their uncle's theater to watch a flick and all of a sudden there's a million ghosts around. That's not a bad place to spend the afterlife. No, it's entertaining. Yeah. Even if it's a JCPenney. <laughs> You'd never be bored with all the movies. And it sounds like other ghosts like come to see the movies because, yeah. I mean, Fallon remembers when she was little looking up into the balcony and all these people from the early 1900s mm-hmm. were up there. So maybe it's like the talk of the town, like the ghosts go out on Friday night to see the opening flip. Oh, I love the idea of that. I love right? the idea of just a bunch of people who are friends in life. They're like, when we die, we are all going to go to the movies on Friday nights because that's what we did in life and we're going to keep doing it in death. It's an outstanding date. Everyone meet at 8 p.m. at the Avon. Let's make an outstanding date. Let's do it. What should we do? Every Halloween, we go to Salem. Okay. Even if we're dead. Deal. Let's do it. Was that it? Did we I do our- it? Um, we did it. Okay. We did it. If you guys have ghost stories, please email them to us at two girls one ghost podcast at gmail.com. We love getting scared and we hope you do too. So send us all your stories. Happy, sad, scary, scary, demonic, you know, all those things. Did you possess a demon? Let us know because I am excited to hear. I don't want to hear those. That sounds too, too real. I want them all. We have uh, multiple ways to support our podcast. We have iTunes. You can rate and review us. That helps keep us relevant and helps other people find us. We have our pyramid scheme. Tell two people. Tell your coworkers. Tell your friends. Tell your mailman. Win a ghost car. In a ghost car. You win it. Win. It's invisible. Win it big. Because it's a ghost car. So some of you may already have it and you don't know. You don't even know. It's parked in your driveway, but you can't see it. You're welcome. We also have uh, Instagram. We have Twitter. We have a Facebook page you can like. It's a business uh, page. And then we have a Facebook group that you can join, which is where a lot of the action is. So if you have Facebook, if you want to be in it, it's a private group. Nothing you post will show up to anyone of your Facebook friends outside of the group. Yeah. Um, Just two simple questions. Answer them. To answer, to get into the Facebook. And then lastly, we have Patreon. Um, And like we said in the beginning, we are going to donate. 13% 13% of the money we make this month in Patreon to Old Dog Haven and 13% to Black Cat Rescue. So if you want to support us and support these nonprofits, that would be amazing. And we also have merchandise. So if you want to get spooky this October or year round, you can get some TGOG swag. Just go to our website, twogirlsonecoastpodcast.com, and you can find the link to our shop via the website. Yes. It's also linked in our Instagram. Okay, guys. We will... See you on the other side. Very spooky.